the Dusty Bender Podcast. This is episode 32. We've got some good shit going on here. Today, as, as always, always the guy, our Chance Watson. What's up, buddy? I'm excited. This is our final episode for season one, and then we're going we're gonna to tab over and make it season two. Not, nothing changes other than us maybe being a little more consistent when the regular season hits, so pretty excited about that. 32 episodes. Can you, can you believe it? Yeah, did we officially get signed on for another season? Because I haven't seen anything. I think so. I think you okay. and I, uh, you and I, had a discussion with ourselves and mm. uh, came to the conclusion that we merited a second season. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I haven't seen any contract come through. Um, you know, sign on the dotted line. I haven't seen those words in a while. You know, so right. Just it was making sure. <laughs> I know. I know it was a tough conversation with ourselves. You know, like yeah. just, we're tough negotiators, so we had to really yeah. work with work with us. Yeah, I, I think we're on a bridge deal. <laughs> it's put us on a bridge deal. <laughs> hey, speaking of bridge deals. <laughs> hey, oh god, see that segways. That okay, segways will we can, be better in season two. We could get to we get to free agents here in a little while. Um, All right. Yeah, but uh, but thanks for if any any longtime listeners, thanks for listening to us for for a long time. It was our first year. We learned a lot, and uh, I think when with this new season coming up, we'll be uh, we'll be ready to go. We're gonna we're gonna streamline some things maybe, and uh, and and have more realistic expectations. I think uh, I think us managing like five social media platforms was a bit uh, was a bit extreme. So yeah, that's probably a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's post the same thing to all five and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll we'll uh, we'll tone it down a little bit, but the stuff that we do do will have our full attention, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you guys like what we do. So, um, moving on to today's episode, we've got a little bit of uh, semi-exciting NHL Seattle news. Um, according to this is the Chicago Tribune. Not sure why Chicago is posting about it, but. Um, uh, Cami Granato was hired by the NHL Seattle expansion franchise as the NHL's first female pro scout. Um, according to this article, Granato, 48 years old, uh, hockey hall of famer, led the N- uh, led the Americans to the gold medal in the first Olympic women's hockey tournament in 1998 in Nagano, Japan. She also played for the silver medal team in the 2002 Salt Lake City Winter Games. So. She's got a bit of a hockey pedigree under her. She knows the game. Uh, she's also the either the younger the, the younger sister of former NHL player Tony Granato. So got a little NHL blood into her. Got a little experience of her own. Uh, oh wait a second! This what? is I, this missed. I missed this the first time. What? Her husband is Ray Ferraro. What? Am I, are you? Am I seeing that right? Where? Where Her husband, Ray Ferraro, played 18 NHL seasons, including seven for the Hartford Whalers. Oh. Well, maybe now Hmm. I changed my mind a little bit, but... All right. I mean, I guess she's got her own... Like, she's got her own hockey pedigree, so that's okay. If if she had never played a game of hockey in her life, I'd be like, okay, um, I think we know how she got this job. Well, she's an Olympian too. Right, exactly. No, that's that's my point. Like she's got mm-hmm. she's got a hockey pedigree under her. Like she's she's played the game, she knows it, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. What do you what do you call it? It's 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 I'm spacing it right now. What do you call it when you you hire like a bunch of family members? What do you call that? You got uh you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You can like um, be legally 
Oh, it's um, nepotism. Nepotism. There you go. Yeah, that's what when I was. You're... I was uh, like reading her husband. I was like, oh shit, and then yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm eh, whatever. Glad we glad we found out that she was a uh, an Olympia. Uh, played the game and was an olympian before we found that out because if i would have read that headline first i'd have been like uh <laughs> somebody's uh somebody's getting a job because of who she knows uh yeah i mean this is this is a pretty good i mean just by association even you know this is this is a pretty good resume sure oh here, so. uh, sure between cool. between the hockey family between the the hockey husband between her own hockey experiences it seems like she could she could spot some talent mm-hmm. so yep. Pretty pretty excited about that. I I could be Seattle Seattle. I'm I, it, the more and more news that comes out about the NHL Seattle team, uh, the more I'm. I guess I'm not like over thrilled about it because it's more like they need to prove themselves. But I I certainly mm-hmm. don't have any problems with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's good PR stunts until you know we start getting down to the nitty gritty and having to get some numbers and a team going. So sure, I I'm mean, definitely he, yeah. Um, the only thing that I want to add to this is on her like announcement tweet. Um, it says Pro Scout Cami Granado, NHL Seattle, but it's it's got that fucking salmon red again. Do you see that on that page? Mm-hmm. On that link that I t- that I sent you. Mm-hmm. It's got that salmon red again, which makes me really think they're gonna they're gonna they're this team is gonna be that there's gonna be some sort of red on this. Yeah, I think we're all but set on. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, which I think they could have done better. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the, I'm not going to be the hometown guy that's like, oh, it's got to match all the other teams. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I, I'm, I'm coming at it more from an NHL perspective. Like, there are just so many other teams that use red. Like, even, even Vegas, the Golden Knights, red is a third color for them. True. Like it's just oh I yeah just, they have one know. they have one little stripe on their gray huh yeah like I mean but yeah but they're the cold they're the golden knights and even they have a little red but yeah Carolina Hurricanes Chicago Blackhawks Red Wings um who else am I missing that's red uh, I don't know Montreal Canadiens I think Calgary Flames you know and then if they if they don't have any red in their jersey then they definitely have a ginger on their squad yes Florida Panthers which has some red you know. The only thing I, I can only think of like a couple. I guess Pacific. There's not too many. But no, I just like I was say. I just Detroit Red yeah, Wings. Just seems Red like Wings, Reds. Blackhawks, Hurricanes, Calgary Flames, Montreal Canadiens, Florida Panthers, uh, Washington Capitals. What if they're so What if they're like a navy? Like what if they're like a navy blue and red? Ooh, I mean, yeah. like an Amer like a Tri City Americans jersey kind of. Yeah. No, I hate that I said that. What, dude? My mic is literally fucking around again. I hate it when that happens. God damn it! That gets super loud on your end, or is it just blasting my own voice into my ears? Like it's you bl- fucking bl- take it and listen it's- to it now, bitch. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking take it. You fucking. This is what you sound like. Everybody hates it. <laughs> do, you- <laughs> do you like the sound of your own voice? Good, because nobody geez. does. It's like jamming it down my own fucking ear canal. Uh-huh. No, you're actually kind of quiet, honestly. Ugh. On my end. It's because I'm whispering. <laughs> oh, God. Of course, technical difficulties. That's that's Ooh. how it goes here in the podcast. Wait. How about this? 
Now, see, That's now better. it's got that fucking background voice. Okay. All right, good. we're just. I'm just gonna talk very quietly into the mic like this. Very, very quiet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. This is this is a good move by them. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll have to see how she does because yeah. that's going to be the tell-all. But yep. yeah, I mean, I got no problems with it. I think you know, I it'll it'll really come around during the expansion draft. You know, yeah. see how they actually are and things like that. Does it say anything if she's like what kind of scout she's going to be? Is she going to be, uh, you know, going to the WHL games or is she going to be you know kind of scouting? Other uh, AHL just, teams just says, and say anything like that. No, the article that I found just says that she's a she's for a first female pro scout. Um, let me see. I think there's because they announced like five other ones along mm. with her. Um, oh, this season we we got a bunch of other ones, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Seattle the other scouts. I see. Uh, also added former NHL players Stu Barnes and Ulf Samuelson, both of whom worked as assistant coaches in the league after their playing careers ended. John Goodwin and Dave Hunter round out the pro scouting staff. Cool. That so works she's for one, me. I'm she's one of five it. pro scouts, so it doesn't necessarily say, but I'm sure each one of them have their own, like, responsibility. Doesn't that usually go by either age group or, like, region? Like, they'll send somebody to, like, the Swedish League or something and somebody to, you know, like, there's a European scout, there's a... Yeah. Is that uh, a thing? It's very common. That's okay. very common. So, like, if, if a team likes to pick players out of the OHL, they'll probably have, like, two scouts go there. Whereas, you know, if they, they're not as worried about the queue, then they'll, you know, probably send just one. But, right. yeah, each team pretty much hires, like, per, um, you know, per region or per, divi- or uh, you know, league. Sure. That kind of stuff. So, sure. Yeah. No, this will be good. It's good. All right. Well, let's move on to our, our the big, most recent NHL news. Uh, we actually had a trade, um, but usually trades in the preseason so close to the start of the year, don't they don't really happen that often. So this was kind of a shocker. Yeah, Carolina I mean, really you, wanted to move Falk. It made sense, to. you know, it, it made sense. But mm-hmm. still, though, I think... When you couldn't immediately, like, so when that, that deal with Anaheim fell through for, who were they trying to get again? They were trying to get Kasha. That's um, right. Yeah. And Ducks are ducks are just old school. Bob Murray was like, dude, are you really telling every newspaper that what the trade is? Um, you know, honestly, it happens all the time. So Bob Murray was just being a kind of a whiny little bitch, but that's okay. Yeah, that's um, kind of one of the reasons why What's-His-Face got canned in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, What's-His-Face. Uh, fuck's his name. Well, he's gone now, so... Doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, he's never coming back. Yeah, after you, after you fucking sign... Uh, <laughs> after you fucking sign Zuccarello for, like, a nine-year deal or whatever, I think... And, and pick up Kevin Fiala, I think you're you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, that's usually the end of your tenure. Yeah. Um... Mike is really fucking around right now. Okay, this is me. Let's, we're, let's live with it. Well, God I damn can, it! I can hear you. Yeah, I know. I can. I can also hear me. Oh, that's oh, the problem. I see. I see. Um, yeah. No, this 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 was just Carolina needed to get rid of him. Wanted to get anything out of him they possibly could. Um, I think Carolina is actually retaining some of his salary. If I read that right. Yeah. So I got here. Let me pull. It. So uh, the twenty-seven-year-old defenseman Justin Falk. Well, was acquired by St. Louis along with a fifth-round pick in the 2020 draft for defenseman Joel Edmondson, forward prospect Dominic Bock, B-O-K-K, 
and a seventh round pick in the 2021 NHL draft, which is just nothing, uh, was on the ice for an optional practice with one week to get acclimated with the Blues before they opened their season against the Washington Capitals on October 2nd. Uh, Folks signed a seven-year, $45.5 million contract extension after the trade. So I think that was pro- that was one of the reasons why I don't think the Edmonton trade worked out because I don't think they could agree on extension terms. Um, what was what is he making per year? Uh, I don't know what it breaks down to. That's math right there, man. Seven year, forty five point five million dollar contract. It's a little under seven. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like in that seven range. Yeah. Um, so trade wise, uh, we our uh, our mutual friend uh, was a little ups- <clears throat> li- likes this trade, but was upset about it because apparently Dominic Bach was like one of the top prospects for the St. Louis Blues. Um, apparently he's, he compared him. He's like in Red Wings terms, that would be like trading away Zadina or Moritz Cider. And I was like, Ooh, mm. yeah. Cause that would be, that would be heartbreaking for me. Well, Zadina, maybe not. I don't know. I'm kind of losing hope on him, but, um, yeah, Moritz yeah, Cider is supposed so to be was like a first round. the big deal. So I, I get it. I understand. But that being said, Joel Edmondson was, you know, he, he, he had a good playoffs, but more often than not, he's more of a middle-of-the-pack kind of defenseman. Uh, Justin Falk is truly that guy that gives St. Louis a quarterback on a power play. Um, he is he is an offensively-minded defenseman and can... this uh, it, It's a good trade. Yeah, I think he sits... He, he definitely fills into that third or fourth defenseman. Um, I Even when the Ducks were going after Falk, though, I, I think... I think anywhere close to seven is too much for this guy. I don't think he's that good. Um, I would argue you could, if you could pair him up with, Devin was saying there's rumors that he's supposed to be replacing uh, Pertangelo because he's going to retire soon. Really? Which, he's not even 30. I, yeah, see, I don't, 30? I, I don't put too much stock into that, but still though, I mean, it's, it's just, Pertangelo is 29 years old. Paul could be on that second, second unit. Um, up yeah, first power sure. play. Um, you remember this this defensive this St. Louis team, while they have a, a deep, solid defense, it's not necessarily offensively minded. And I True. think Falk, while not the most offensive defenseman, he does have an offensive side to his game and and can make some stuff happen. Whereas I think maybe Petro back in his prime was that offensive defenseman, but I don't I don't think you know, his best days are behind him, so Man. See, I, I don't believe that. I think tw- I think twenty nine is that's right at the peak. So I mean, I think he's still he's still got that. You know, he still had forty one points last year. I think that's more than Falk. So yeah, I, this this to me, I mean, he's you know, you're paying six or seven for a third third or fourth pairing. I think Petrangelo. You know, I think Falk is only twenty seven. So I mean, he's only two years younger he is than Petrangelo. Yeah. Um, it's still a good move for the Blues. They need some offense back there. Um, yeah. so I'm totally okay with that. Uh, and, and Joel Edmondson for Carolina is great. I think that's a he's a good fifth or sixth defenseman, um, you know, and they can they can shed some of that cap, not this year obviously, but next year when Falk needed a new contract, right? Yeah, he's a he's a well rounded defenseman. And uh yeah. I think I think the only thing that I uh that I take away from yeah, maybe to clear up some cap space, which is mm-hmm. good, but it doesn't solve because we talked about it in the Metro Division re, uh, preview, that the biggest question mark on that Carolina team is 
goaltending. And mm-hmm. like in my, in my head, I was thinking like, why don't you try to deal him to LA with some picks and try to get a, a like a Jonathan Quick or something like that? Because right. you know, LA's not doing anything this year. They everybody knows they're going to round out the bottom of the conference, probably if not the league. And Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Quick, he's only got maybe two, three years left of good hockey left in him. Mm-hmm. And with that team in front of him, they've, I mean, it's going to be at least that until they've got a decent squad in front of him. He's going to get shelled all year. Yeah, I think that doesn't mean that they weren't trying to, you know. Sure. That's just, that's you putting speculation on it, right? I mean, of that's course. what we do. That's, that's what, what we, we do. do. <laughs> that's what we do. Um, yeah, I, I, that's, you're right. They need a goalie. I think, I think the benefit that they have is, um, you know, Mrazek played well, right? So he played well down the stretch for them. He played well in the playoffs to an extent for them. Um, you know, and so I think they're just kind of banking on that fact. Sure. And if by the trade deadline they're still in it, but they don't feel good about, you know, maybe both their goalies, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I think that's where you see a move more than before the season where they're probably feeling pretty good about Mrazek down there. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they were just looking to dump Falk somewhere. Right. You know, some, someone wanted him somewhere. Uh, St. Louis is a good fit on their end for him. Um, you know, and if, if, if this bot kid, uh, like our St. Louis specialist was talking to us about mm-hmm. is actually pretty damn good, then, you know, um, we'll see how quickly Falk, someone like Falk were to fall off. But, sure. um, yeah, no, I think overall this isn't a bad trade at all. I think St. Louis got even better. And I think, um, you know, from a depth standpoint, you know, they don't, they don't have, I don't remember what Falk's contract was in carolina but i mean they don't have i think it was like five five point five or something like that million on the third pairing Mm -hmm. you know so that's i mean in their in their regard that's a good move too so a good trade good good um real quick actually we didn't put it on our agenda real quick but you jogged my memory um not to jump back to the west completely off topic but uh if dustin bufflin does not come back this year winnipeg is screwed um, I will fully agree with that. Um, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a cascade of shit. Like, it, I mean, the only, the only good thing about it is that it'll free up some money to give maybe to Line and Connor to fix, to solve those situations. But uh, that defensive core is gutted. You've got Morrissey and that's it. If Bufflin's gone. Yeah. And the two well, guys that you're trying to sign, I mean, Connor's a decent two-way player, but Line, I mean, that's his biggest criticism. He's not a two-way guy. He's a he's a sole goal scorer that gets pissed off when he has to back check. So, <laughs> I just him and his yeah, fucking think, him and his neck beard just quiver every time he has to skate backwards. So he gets off. <laughs> him and his neck beard just get off the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he just skates off. Fuck that. I'm not back checking. They're like, dude, Lina, you were a stick length away. Yeah, but it's too much work. <laughs> um, no, yeah, you're right. I think that drops them down that division quite a bit because I think best case scenario, they got to go out and find a guy. Um, I know, I think we've talked about it before. I think it's Honka. Yeah. Honka. Someone like that where they have to have some defensive prowess back there. So they would have to go get some guys that would be fifth, sixth on some other teams and at least, you know, do what, you know, I think we've talked about before, Vegas kind of has done, and to some extent the Islanders, where they have, you know, a defensive defensive core, 
And so I think right. they would have to kind of, you know, reevaluate and go do that, which is never a good thing. I mean, that they would they would struggle for sure the first part of the season, and then they're probably too far gone, you know. So yeah, but yeah, that's um, that would be a big loss. I think just in general for the NHL, it's a big loss. Big, and that's a, big just buff a, put some hits down. So yeah, it's and that's sad because Winnipeg, if they could have if they keep everybody together, they could have. I mean. This is a team that technically was a win. I mean, is a is not a bubble team. They were they were favorites. You know, they were they were in the conversation to win the cup, and uh, they, they've been. It's just usually when you see a decrease in teams, it's usually like um, what's a good example? Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh. You you saw their climb to being the best team in the league. You know, they they went to the Stanley Cup that one year and then lost to Detroit, and that was like you know that was their year. Mm-hmm. almost to the year and then they won the stanley cup the next year and then you know they, they've always had good and then they won the back-to-backs and now you can tell that they're slowly like pittsburgh's still going to be a decent team this year but they're slowly losing their window as their core ages you don't normally see like a huge drop in talent like this like last year we went from winnipeg went from in stanley cup conversations to Boy, are they even going to make the playoffs this year? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, we've kind of talked on this stuff, but my, what about, what about this? What if you're sending either Line A or Connor over to Buffalo, who wants to move a, you know, four, 30, 40, 50 point defenseman? Yeah. In Ristolainen. I mean, that's, you know, that that not only shores up their defensive pairing. You know, even if Buff does come back, right. You know, he's, he, you can always use more D, sure. right? And, you know, gets you off the books for what those guys are probably wanting, you know, seven to eight million. Both of them are probably wanting seven to eight, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. actually, I'm sure Line is wanting more than that. Um, seeing Besser and Kachuk and all these guys sign for about seven. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to definitely be a prick about the whole thing. Yeah. He's probably wanting at least eight or nine, I would guess. So, um, you know, and I'm not sure what Ristolainen's contract looks like, but I'm sure it's going to free up three, you know, two to three million in money if they were to trade, you know, straight up for Line A to Ristolainen and uh, Buffalo would probably have to send something back, would be my guess. But yeah, Jesus, this fucking Mike, dude. Are you okay. dying over there? Dude, I, like, can you hear my neighbors talking? Or is it just me? It's just <laughs> you. I can't. I you're, you're coming in. You're 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 actually quiet to me. Am I? Yeah. Oh, this is bizarre, dude. It's it's got to be something with um, the the recording software. Oh, is it's your just, is your is your is your computer recording off of your computer mic or your mic mic? That's no, in front it's of coming you? off my mic. Okay. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I'll just deal with it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, what else we got? Um, up on the agenda next, uh, so talking about free agent signings, um, more of them fall off the board. That was bound to be expected once the, the big domino of Marner fell. Um, I, was it Brady Kachuk? No, Keith Kachuk. Uh, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk, Jesus Christ. Um, you were one of the Kachuks, so you, yeah, were, you, know, of, you had a 33% chance. The, the Calgary Kachuk. He there just go. got a he just got a decent payday uh, bridge deal if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep, three year, twenty one million. It's about seven million annually. I almost think that this is kind of an overpay, but uh, yeah, 
From That's what why. I was reading, though, I mean, they basically are saying that he is a team guy. I mean, he's a guy that everyone on the team likes. Other teams fucking hate him. Right. You know, right. so, I mean, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and for his personality, though, like, uh. Yeah, I think he still had, let me check real quick, but I think he still had a decent amount of points. He kind of had a breakthrough last year. I think he was close to 70-something. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not, and he's 21. So, I mean, it's not like you're paying, he had 77 and 80 games last year, dude. Sure. Um, you know, you're not paying just for personality. You're not paying just for him to have a little bit of grit. I mean, he's Yeah, 70 he's been, points is good. That's right. Yeah. That's true. I, I retract my statement. That's not seven million is probably good. And honestly, if he if he bursts out of that, it could be a bargain in, in the future. Yep, yep. I mean, I think if you didn't have the log jam that that first line has, right, where Lindholm, Monahan, and Goudreau are just that's your first line. You just know it is. Um, yeah. You know, he'd probably be on that first line. But yep. his problem is, you know, he's got a left wing in Goudreau who's putting up ninety points. You know, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's just to really get around that. Yeah, no, it's a good contract. Um, you know, they got a lot of money locked into those three guys, but I think, you know, whereas Lynn Holmes a little more expendable than Goudreau, uh, Kachuk, or Monahan, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. no, this is this is a good move. I mean, you don't have – you're not looking at, like, Toronto, where they have three players well over $10 million in their front six. Um, you know, this is a guy that is gritty and can play that second-line role, and for $7 million, that's not bad. So – they're just for three years. They're just figuring out what he actually is. Um, I think he's going to be hovering right between that sixty and, you know, maybe mid eighties point range. Um, that's probably a good guess. So it's a good signing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you've you've convinced me. Um, other big name to fall off the uh, unsigned board is uh, Braden Point. Three-year yep. contract worth an AAV of six point seven five mil. So definitely a team friendly deal. Yeah, that's what everybody's doing down there in Tampa right now. They're just. I believe. I believe it's a. Uh, I believe that's a bridge deal too. Yeah. Well, so yeah, any anything under. So if you're if you're looking at like a big long term contract for this, what would this be? Their second second contract, so the one right off their entry level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're looking if you're if you're signing them for a long term, you know exactly what you're getting. You're easily doing a six to seven year, right? So anything right. under anything under like, yeah, I've, I mean, I'm sure there's bridge deals for four. I'd have to look at the stipulations on that, but usually they're two to three, right? Sure. Um, you know, so that's, but yeah, this is a good one. I think it's kind of funny. Um, you know, this is a little under seven. That's that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of funny. I didn't realize he was hurt. So I read this, and then my next article I read is Braden Point out through like October. Yeah. I was like, dude, what are you doing signing freaking contracts? And then you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, my toe's been hurting or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's a, that's a bold move, brother. That is a bold move. Yep. No, but that's a good one for them. Um, you know, God, he just, if he wasn't behind Stammer, and I mean, at times last year, he was playing like a first-line center, so... It's he could a, be. He could be. Yeah. Honestly, I think maybe the time of Stamkos is like, you know, Tam. Tam I I predict some regression with Stamkos this year. We we can get to that in a, in a little bit with the uh, Atlantic Division preview. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I could honestly see Point taking that first line center role. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because I think I'd have to look back at his stuff, but I don't think he was drafted all that high. I think we talked about that last last episode. 
So it's just crazy. You know, it's crazy. Some of these, some of these guys, you just, those late rounds, you just get lucky sometimes. Yep. And I think he, I think that's what happened here, but yeah, good for him. I mean, you know, it's, I think he probably set the table for Kachuk, right? He probably took that deal and Kachuk was like, fuck, you know, I can, uh, you know, we got a little more cap space than them down there. So let me get a little bit more. Right. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, he took the, he took the hometown discount. He took the, we should go win a fucking Stanley cup. If not this year, the next three, four years. So yep. he yep. definitely took that discount, but yeah, it's a good, good contract. Uh, the other one is, um, when did Besser sign? Did Besser sign since the last time we did this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So he did Besser sign signed. too. And I think, I think those are the big names. There. Cause I think, cause um, we mentioned line a before he still hasn't signed as of this recording. Uh, uh, Rantanen, he still hasn't signed of the, uh, mm-hmm. as of this recording. Um, Connor so then too. What's that? Kyle Connor then too. Kyle Connor then too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there's definitely some still, there's some holdouts. Uh, I think, I mean, both, and it's sad. Like, this is not, like, one of those things where you can kind of keep moving along. Like, both these teams are really sweating it right now. They need to figure it out because, mm-hmm. I mean, Winnipeg has got Winnipeg has got fires on all fronts at the moment. They need to put some of these out. And then Colorado, unfortunately, they're not deep enough to be able to say, oh, we'll wait this guy out. Dude, are you kidding me? They got Valerie Nachushkin. Oh, well, <laughs> God, that team's... <laughs> Dude, they're golden. <laughs> yeah, Natushkin's just gonna come onto that team and it. fucking motivate them to be average. Well, from a Colorado standpoint, though, that's why not take that risk. It's the same reason why you know I think teams would want to trade for uh, Pujarvi up there in Edmonton. Is yeah. you know, I mean these guys were these guys were taken pretty high, right? I mean they were these teams were pretty high on them for a long time. So you yeah. know if the if you can have the magic words. And get him to where he needs to be, then you're fucking set. But. Sure, I just I think they've these two guys have been kind of swept up in the the fervor that is the 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 RFA frenzy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just because it, I it's been it's been pointed out before, all these signings are very unique and they are based upon the situation. Like like right now, how everybody's getting paid, Marner and whatnot. That's that's the going price for these kind of people. Right. Any other year, these guys would not be getting nearly as much because the market isn't there for these guys. But yeah, I yeah. think at the moment, especially with these situations, you know, I don't. I just I, Winnipeg needs both those guys. You can't just have one. They're going to need to re-sign both of them. And Colorado, I mean, yeah, they did decent job firming up their depth a bit, but this is this is still a one-line team for all intents and purposes. Like. Right. And and if you lose if you lose Rantanen, that's that's a third of that that line is gone. So Right. Um it's a it's a big deal and I think uh, I think they know that those teams are in a little bit of hot water. Um I would bet that just by GMs I think Winnipeg might cave before Colorado does cuz Joe Sakic probably is telling him to go fuck himself. But that's just my two cents. Sorry, I had to turn my fan blade off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe I'm just hypersensitive to sound right now. I guess. You just... It's, Fuck. It's, your hearing aid's been turned up too high? God damn, I guess, man. <laughs> What'd you say, Shady Boy? We just have to do this podcast in sign language. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. For all our deaf listeners out there, I am truly sorry. <laughs> I don't know any sign language at all. Uh, it's like concerts. You ever been to a concert? Uh, one of the concerts I know I've went to quite a quite a while ago now though is uh, Brother Ali, if you know who that is. But he had a he had a sign language person that was up there like rapping sign language to mm-hmm. his like deaf deaf fans. It's uh-huh. awesome. Like, these people are fucking mobbing. I don't know what they're saying in sign language, but it's <laughs> awesome, dude. I was like, holy shit. I, say, I don't think you need Christ. to apologize to our deaf listeners. No, dude, it was awesome. It was like, you know, you think about it from, like, an office perspective. Like, what's your words per minute and shit? Like, sure. these people, these people, <laughs> like, what's your signs per minute? That's fucking insane, dude. Oh. So cool. Perfect. But, okay. Um the only other thing, thing I wanted to touch on real quick, or wait, uh, maybe you were jumping to it. What yeah. is going on? What is up with Matthews? Did you read this shit? Oh, that he, what you were going he, oh, he got drunk this. with a bunch of people, some of his buddies, and ended up having a disagreement. Like, he tried to get into, like, a security woman's car, and after he <laughs> had a conversation with her and walked away, he mooned her. Oh jeez. Yeah, I, I it, it, he was he was drunk and I think he was just being an idiot. I don't it's honestly not that big a deal. In a league in a league where Patrick Kane can punch cabbies uh I think this is pretty low key. So she's mad about seeing his freaking goat. No, she's I don't even think she saw. Apparently he just apparently he didn't even show his bare ass. Apparently he just showed his underwear. So it's really not that big a deal. I think she's she's just trying to get the payday from it. Yeah. Well, oh, this was this was right up the road from me. Look at this shit. I could have maybe been there. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the one I'm fucking shit-faced with. I'm like, yeah, fucking mooner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but don't show your butt, because then she really, you're really going to have to have a pair. <laughs> like, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, um, you know, reasonable drunk, I guess. Yeah. I just really start thinking of the legal terms when I'm out drinking. That is hockey buddies. I I could tell you right now that is not true. That is definitely not true. That I, I would he would have been following me. I probably would have mooned her first, and then he would have been like, "That looks like fun." And then you, you fucking pounded on the hood of the car. <laughs> Dumbass. Mm, I have for for all of our listeners out there. Uh, I have hit the tire of a cop car with my cane before. Um, <laughs> Those were fun days, though, right? Yes, that was that was quite good. Yeah. I, I liked the one where you you pounded on the hood of one of their Moscow PD cars to get their attention <sighs> to to explain that that I got we were, kicked out of the bar. We were unjustly kicked out of a bar. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What kind of options do I have to get back at this bar legally? He's like, dude, go home. He's like, none, zero. He's like, uh. Well, I can, if you want to get in the back, I can take you over there. I <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, dude, I'll walk. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what happens. So another, the moral of this story is, Austin Matthews, if you want to party, and not, you know, some tiny little skin, like, show your boxers. Come on, dude. It's pussy shit. Yeah, it's, that's uh, pretty. You know, give me a call. Creepy. I'll fucking take an Uber up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing before we get to the uh, division recap for the Atlantic, uh, let's do a little preseason talk real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, uh, the top team in the Atlantic division is the Canadians. They're four and one. 
Devils are four and one. Uh, Predators Central they're three and one, and uh, Golden Knights they're four and zero. Oh. They're the only team in preseason that is not. Actually, that's not true. Capitals haven't lost. Bruins haven't lost. Uh, Bruins have lost. I I apologize. So it's just Vegas and uh, and the Capitals. Yeah, not no, that, that not the preseason means anything. Matter. But. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's been good. I mean, look, you can take a start like that and feel good about it, right? Yeah. There's no denying that. Yeah. Right? You can look back at preseason. Everybody's going to go, oh, it's fucking preseason. But, hey, if your team's humming and, and it, you know, you got guys from your AHL team, your fucking ECHL team for all we know, mm. you know, um, and you, you're still winning games, right? Yep. Like, you got to be feeling pretty good. I mean, it doesn't really matter if, you know, everybody next to you says it's fucking preseason. Like, good job playing right. scrubs. But, um, you know, so you take that and you still take that in. So 4-0 and is, is, you know, it, this is the best league in the world. So even though it's preseason, that's still something to take tip your hat to. It is. Um, and I, and I, honestly, I mean, even it's, – it's just not – it's just not that surprising. I mean, Vegas is – this is the one division – that Pacific division it's just that the disparity between the top teams and the lower teams is just so large compared to, compared to the other divisions. Yeah. Um, preseason has been good. Uh, I gotten to watch a little bit of hockey. I've pretty much like, I haven't been using it. I've been using it more of, you know, from a selfish standpoint. Sure. Um, admittedly, sure. you know, just, just exactly what these teams are doing with some of their players you know, trying to evaluate them and figure out where they're going to fit. I'm looking at these teams and I'm saying, who's going to fit on, you know, the old Radix bonks mm-hmm. and who's going to, you know, who's going to have a nice fantasy season for me because, you know, I'm, I'm sick of losing, you know? Well, let's then without further ado, let's jump over and we can talk about some of the, the best players in the Atlantic division. Yeah, that's something we could do. All right, let's do it. Um, as as with always, we'll go in the the positions that they finished before, going from uh, eighth seed to first seed. Uh, so, without further ado, let's start with the number eight ranked Ottawa Senators. They ended the season last year with twenty nine wins and forty seven losses, with six OT losses. Yeah, they're going to be at the top of this division this year. <laughs> <laughs> Their goal, their goal differential was minus sixty. Yeah, but I mean, you know, ten more goals their way, and they would have still been. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, but you know, this is okay. It's not. We'll put. I'm going to put it this way: the situation in Ottawa. It's not the worst case scenario. True, but it's it's pretty bleak. Like this is there. There is. For some reason, there is a speck of hope on this team. There's a lot of like youthful energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of guy, you know, fresh, brand new start, new identity, blah blah blah. Um, turning a page, trying to generate some excitement in Ottawa. I get all that. That's not going to translate to on ice success. They've got some guys here that will probably be the futures of these teams. Mm-hmm. But but this, I, I don't. This is going to be. If Ottawa does, if Ottawa isn't last place in the league, I will be very surprised. They're, they're going to be fighting LA probably for last last place in the league. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think they're going to be down towards the bottom for sure. I think they'll I you know they'll they'll be a top five pick. I mean, we can. I think there isn't a person in the entire 
podcasting NHL world that would disagree with that. Um, maybe a maybe an Ottawa Senators like podcast somewhere is really excited. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, you just you look up and down. They're just they're very not only young like they have some guys that are pretty young, um, but they're just like even their older guys are not any good, right? No, they're it's... like you look at their forward group. Um, like Colin White is is you know is is a decent player. He's okay, um, but he's yeah. not. He's any other team, he'd be like a second to third line guy. Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, this year especially, I'm putting him on a third line, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I just and it's 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 just there's what happens, lot, right? There's it's a, a rebuild. Lot of, there's a lot of familiar names on this team. Like if this was five years ago, you might be might have some, you know. Connor Brown, like that's a that's a name. Colin White, mm-hmm. that's a name. Uh, Anthony Duclair, back when he had some promise, that's a name. Uh, Pajot, you know he's he's been on the team. That's that's not bad. Bobby Ryan, there, you know, yep. five years ago there'd be some optimism there. Uh, Anisimov, uh, he definitely had some uh, that's awesome. some promise with Chicago. That's Tyler awesome Ennis, he's also, <laughs> you know, like there's there's some Chris Tierney, Michael Boddicker. There's some big names here that mm-hmm. that at one time you know garnered hope. Now, now not so much. Yeah, like so. Colin White's still young. Um, this Drake Batherson kid, I think I've I've read some good things about him. So we'll see kind of what he turns into. Anthony Declare looked good in preseason. Um, so you Declare's know, they, they always do... shown Declare's always shown bouts of brilliance, and I don't think his problem has been play. It's it, it's he doesn't get along in the locker room with people for some reason. Yeah, I think it's not only that, but you will see him for three games, and then we won't see him for ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. And that's just with any coach; it doesn't matter who you are. Like you know, you could be the worst coach in the league; you're not going to want that shit on your team. Right. Um, well, and it I just think, doesn't get any better. Yeah. It doesn't get better when you go to the defense. When when your best defenseman is Ron Hainsey, mm, debatable. You've, you've, well, okay, you could argue Chabot, but I think Chabot is. He he had fifty something points last year, dude. Yeah, on a shitty true. Ottawa team. Yeah, but it's easy to score goals when you don't need to play defense because you don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, poor Craig Anderson. He's gonna get fucking lit. He is gonna dude. get just lit up. Anders yeah. Nielsen is gonna be the backup. I actually was riding pretty high on Nielsen last year. Um, mm-hmm. I I do think that th- there's some promise there. I think that guy's got what it takes to maybe be a center because he showed moments of brilliance with Vancouver. Um, so when Craig Anderson inevitably gets fed up or hurt, um, I think Nielsen will be fine. Unfortunately, there's just no, there's he's going to yeah. have no help in front of him. So yeah, uh, I mean yeah, thinking for, about it from like a defensive perspective, Shabbat and Zaitsev as your top. Uh, yeah. I mean Zaitsev's okay, but yeah. then it really fucking falls off. Like Demello's all like Demello would be fifth or sixth, maybe seventh D on majority of the teams, right? And yep. he's he's probably their third best defenseman. That's scary. Ron Hainsey's going to get hurt. He will get hurt. So, um, so someone that you probably are a little more familiar with than me, uh, is it Eric Brandstrom? They yeah. got him from the Knights. Um, they're like yeah. from what I've been reading, it sounds like he might actually move up into a sixth role. He's he can make the there. roster. Um, there's there's been some talk of him. I there there's been very very quiet because you don't want to set the bar too high. But there's been very mm. quiet comparisons to Nick Lindstrom. Oh jeez. Um, yeah, people L- like because nobody that. wants to say that out loud because that that mm. isn't that is tremendous pressure. Like you're like you just don't want to 
put him in the ranks of like the all-time greatest defenseman to ever play the game, arguably. Uh, and uh, can you imagine like him being like on his fourth NHL team, you know, playing fucking seventh defenseman minutes, and they're like. Man, you know, we really compared him to Nick Lindstrom. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So you're uh, kind of screwed on that. I, I you gotta put him but on this guy, watch. Apparently, I mean, I've I've heard the backstory on this guy. He was he was a top defense. I mean, he is the top defensive pairing. He could honestly make this roster with how bad it is, mm-hmm. um, and and, and be a top you, top contributor on it. I don't think they'll do that because I think they know what kind of season they're in for. And I don't mm-hmm. think they want him getting hurt or anything on a team on a year that there is just going to be a throwaway year. So, right. I mean, maybe to get him some experience, they'll move him up, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so fantasy wise, um, God, there's just not a lot here. Brady Kachuk is going to be the powerhouse of this. He's going to be the powerhouse of this offense. Um, you could take flyers out on Anthony Duclair if, you know, like a, maybe a daily play if you're, if you just have some free, you know, if you, if you've got a roster spot that's kind of rotated out for free agents, um, mm-hmm. Anthony Duclair might be, Pajot might be something. Uh, I just don't, don't, don't waste any main picks on Colin White and Connor Brown. I just don't see it. There, there's other, there's other bad teams that have better first lines. Mm-hmm. Um, defense. I wouldn't waste anything on that. I mean, unless you're really hurting for defense, I wouldn't even Shabbat, Shabbat maybe. You know, but there's other. There's gonna be better defensemen available. Um, Shab- yeah, Shabbat for me. If if your league doesn't put a ton of like emphasis on plus minus, he can provide value because he's right. gonna have. I think he'll he'll be in the forty to you know low low sixty range. Like uh-huh. sixty would, is maybe a nice, but. Um, you know, so I think, but his plus minus is going to be God awful. I just, yeah. there's just no way. So yep. yeah. And then on the back end, I would not, don't, don't even pick up Craig Anderson. Don't pick up Nielsen. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, see if, you know, maybe, maybe spot plays if they're playing another horrible team in the league. Maybe it's, it's worth it if you're trying to just get a bit more plays in a week than your opponent. But it's just it, it, using using a any sort of draft pick on these guys would be a waste like there's just mm-hmm. unless you're th- there's no one else like these this is like the bottom of the barrel these guys are going to get shelled they're not going to get w's their save percentage is going to be hor- horrific like only pick these guys up in spot situations where you think that Ottawa might pull out a w so other than that there's just and even in those games where you think they might win I guarantee you their save percentage is not going to be good. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, think I just wouldn't – I would avoid that at all costs. The only two I'm, like, even considering that should even be going in a draft is mm-hmm. Kachuk and Shabbat. And then the rest of these people, like like a Colin White, if he's going to get first-line center minutes, he's still young. He's got some talent. Uh, same with Just Drake because Batherson. of time and exposure. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, there are other – like, I would take the first-line center of the L.A. Kings over him. Right. Well, and I'm just, all I'm saying is those are two guys that I would watch, right? So I'd probably put sure. them on my watch list or something, but uh, you know, maybe Bobby Ryan to Duclair too, just to kind of see how they're doing, but I'm not okay. drafting. There's only two guys on this team that I would even consider drafting. So yep. agreed. All right. Cool. Um and then uh I think we are I already said it. This team's going to this team will take last place in the Atlantic Division and probably yep. 
probably the conference and maybe even the league. So, wait. Update on the the Austin Matthews incident. Okay. Police video emerges of Austin Matthews' accuser describing incident. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> so this freaking rent-a-cop is like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, what are you That's like? hilarious. <laughs> oh shoot. You heard it here first, people. You get that get that and post it to the post post it to the Facebook. You know I don't know how to do that. I don't <laughs> It's like posting to your personal Facebook, but just uh, going to the Dusty Bender page. You realize I just used my pointer fingers to type, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> we call it pecking. That makes sense. How did mm. you do reports in college? Uh, paid people and ah, beer. That makes sense. Hey, you want to get okay. a beer? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a paper due tomorrow. Say I cool. Had, I, I'll I'll go out drinking. You go home and do my paper. What one of our one of our mutual friends from college did all my chemistry homework. So hey, there you go. Yeah, it's one way to do it. Uh huh. Um. All right. Let's move on to the seventh ranked from last year. The good old the good old reliable Detroit Red Wings. They finished the season with thirty two, forty, and ten. With a 74 points and a minus 50 goal differential. Huzzah. Um, let me, since I'm, since I know the most about the Red Wings on this one, give me your, give me your little analysis real quick. Mm. Um, looking at this division, um, I think they're going to, they're going to be battling for that six or seven again. Um, I I do I think there's some promise, but I think their back end and and their goaltending is still very much a question mark. Uh, I really like some of their young forwards, and so we'll get into that in the fantasy side of things. So let me uh, let me preface this: but, this team, uh, don't bet on them. Uh, they're they you're right. They're going to they're going to round out seven six. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe if everything clicks, they might make a very faint push for a wild card spot, like a like a like an outside shot bubble team, like at mm. best. Um, but on the opposite side, this team has incredible fantasy potential because the Red Wings are set to have a very potent offense this year and a very, very weak defense. Mm-hmm. So they've got, like you mentioned, the youth on this team is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, and Anthony Mantha is a very solid first line. It's going to be wheeling and dealing and passing. Larkin's set to have even a better year this year. Um, second line, tar- uh, plugging in Anthony Sinu with Vateria Filpola. Somebody's a little s- more solid on the center. Um, right now they've got Taro Hirose on there. Uh, Hirose's got a lot of promise. He's he's got He's the guy, not necessarily, he's not on the roster because necessarily he's stood out. It's more that he's put his time in in the AHL and it's his turn. Mm. Um, which is fine. You know, he's, he's, he's earned it. I think he's, he's a solid enough player to, to get that. Um, third line is where things kind of dip down. Franz Nielsen is his best years are behind him. Adam Ernie, they, they, they picked him up from Tampa. Uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of a, in Iserman, we trust trade because apparently they, I mean, they just needed somebody to round out that bottom, uh, pairing. Uh, Philip Zadina is that six round pick from two years ago. Uh, he is set, uh, he's he's kind of going through a goal drought right now, but the guy is a great playmaker, so mm-hmm. uh, he's got he's got some uh, he's got some promise. Uh, hopefully, he can find his game this year. This is going to be a good year for him to try to find it because the Red Wings have low expectations. And then that fourth line is 
I'm going to argue, might be biased here, but the worst fourth line in hockey. Um, <laughs> Darren Helm, Luke Glenn Denning, and Justin Ablocator. Uh, this line is utterly garbage. It is that this, I will, I will vomit every time they get on the ice, and uh, they should probably just, uh, I don't know, play with the knobs of their sticks or something because they're just, it's just awful. It wouldn't even be good to play in the AHL, honestly. That's a top line in the AHL. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> um, so the only thing I disagree with, and, and I'll have to get your opinion on this, um, yeah. I I I don't know how you feel about Luke Glendening, but you got to find a spot for uh, Valeno, right? What's isn't that his name? Yes, Joe yeah. Valeno has. So Joe Valeno has been tearing it up below he is uh he, this guy is a prospect that they've had for he was drafted arguably much later than he should have been he should have been drafted in the top 10 honestly i don't know how he fell to the red wings um the year he got drafted this guy mm. is showing promise he's putting up points in the preseason and uh he he he's shown he i think he scored seven goals in four games in the uh prospect tournament so mm-hmm. not that that necessarily translates to nhl talent but uh, yes, I do think Valeno will get a crack at the roster, and if he's put on that first or second line, maybe skating with Anthony Sinu or something, for mm-hmm. sure. This the, These top two lines are going to produce points. I, I foresee the Red Wings losing a lot of five to three games and four mm-hmm. to three games and six to five games. Like, I I see them losing a lot of high-scoring games So uh, because the, the offense on here is – not bad there's not a lot of depth but there's a lot of young talent with a lot of scoring promise i don't that, that's going to be one of the few not problems they have this year everything mm-hmm. else is in tatters their their defensive core is is gutted mike green he will inevitably get hurt um trevor daly is complete garbage uh dennis cholowowski has promise but mm-hmm. um see how it goes patrick nemeth is a middle of the road defenseman Philip Horonic is too young, and Danny DeKaiser is—he's just a middle of the road guy. Um, they're not—they don't have uh, Jonathan Erickson on here. Thank God he got hurt recently. So, Jesus, dude. <laughs> uh, thank he, God him he, and his family uh, he, are probably eating crackers. He, th- and he thankfully he thankfully got hurt, and uh, we'll miss some time. So, Jesus. <laughs> So, so does do you think so, do you think uh, cider plays? Do you think more? Do you think they're going to plug him in, or are they sending him back? Cider will get cider will get looks, um, depending on how the, he will not start the season. Uh, he is his goal because I'm and initially when he got in more. So for those who don't know, Moritz Cider was the first round pick for Detroit this year. A big a big shocker because he was kind of set for the 16th round and he went sixth. Um, Cider is, it. We'll put it this way: in a positive situation, he will make the AHL because initially the Red Wings wanted him to go back to Germany, and he mm-hmm. made it clear in the public that he doesn't want to go back to Germany. He wants to play in North America. Good move. So it, he'll make the AHL roster, and if he shines in the AHL and the Red Wings aren't doing well, he will he will get some looks. I think he will play the few odd games, maybe. 10 to 12 maybe i don't i don't see him being a main part of this roster mostly mm-hmm. because they don't have any motivation to bring him up and he's 18 years old you know like there's yeah. 
he's he's young. He needs experience. He's been playing in Europe his entire life. Uh, AHL is where he's going to play the bulk. But I, no, I wouldn't be surprised if he sees some games for sure, uh, especially with with uh, people dropping out on this defensive pairing as much as it will. Like I said, Mike Green will get hurt. Trevor Daly will not last long. He'll probably get hurt too. Um, Nemeth is an okay guy. Uh, Heronic, I, I, Cholowalski will f- fall in and out of the lineup. We'll see how that goes. Um, it'll it'll be yeah. interesting. And then as for goalies, uh, it's all reliable. Jimmy Howard, um, he'll be he'll he'll do what Jimmy Howard always does. He'll have a he'll have a strong showing. I can't say that's going to translate to wins, <laughs> but he'll have strong showings and losing efforts, and then inevitably have a groin injury and be out for half the season. Yeah. So, and then that means that's either going to be Calvin Pickard or Jonathan Bernie to pick up the slack. Um, I think both of those goalies have proven that they cannot handle starting roles. Calvin Pickard's had many opportunities to take the starting job with at least two teams, and he's failed to do it both times. Uh, Jonathan Bernier is starting to show that he was not just a starting goalie stuck behind Jonathan Quick. He is he is definitely truly a backup goalie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. Th- it's Red Wings will not make the playoffs if the if everything clicks on the offense. They might generate enough goals to maybe be a weird outside looking in bubble team. But it, there's the defense is just in disarray here, and the the goaltending is. I don't know. Maybe in some alternate fantasy world where Jimmy Howard stays healthy, maybe they do something close to success but i just don't see that happening jimmy howard hasn't played a full season in a very long time mm-hmm. yeah for me there it's with a one-trick pony right so you're all offense um you pretty much have to bank on the other teams you know having a, a ha- having a shitty d or a shitty goalie or a shitty night yep right yep. um you know so i think i think especially in this division uh, this is for me one of the better div- divisions, if not the best division. Yeah, so it's just it's just going to be so tough for them. Um, yeah. You know, from but from a st- fantasy standpoint, they have some very interesting forwards, and that's there's what some, I want. Yeah, there's definitely just, there's definitely fantasy value on this team, like yeah, and, and into into the second line, you know, into the second line. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I mean, even even keep an eye on the prospects we talked about, like like. The only upside of all these prospects we talked about is their goal scoring abilities. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're young, their defensive game is lacking, their two way game is lacking. But all of these guys are goal scorers. Philip Zadina was brought in as a goal scorer. Tara Hirose is a goal scorer. Um, it's just their game lacks in other areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and you know, because we could even see a line of Valeno, Zadina, and Double uh, A. You know, so um, that would be. Yeah, a, I mean, that would be that that that. That line would never leave the offensive zone, and, and not in a good way. Like in a, like they, the puck leaves, and they would just like not cross mm-hmm. the red line. That's right. Yeah, they just put them down there when they have a, a offensive zone face off, and then just pull a, them off when it gets out the blue. It's just a straight pure league game where the three offensemen just circle around the neutral zone, wait for the defenseman to chip it out. Mm-hmm. Got their sticks in the air. Yeah, fucking bolt. All three of them are slapping their sticks on the ice at the fucking far blue. Guys, you're gonna help. <laughs> fucking pass it to me. <laughs> uh, good for them, though. You know? Yeah. No, um, it's. I mean, we're gonna see brilliance. Dylan Larkin is going. He will improve. He is going to yep. step yep. up and show that he is the. He needs to be the captain of this team. 
I believe Anthony Mantha will have a bounce back year. This guy has a lot of promise. He underperformed mm-hmm. last year. Tyler Bertuzzi is a developing player that I truly think is going to have a breakout year. Uh, AA is prone for a breakout year. Um, this guy, basically, mm-hmm. I've 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 really compared his game to a, a young Michael Grabner, where he can skate faster than almost anyone in a straight line. But other than that, there's not much depth to the game. Uh, I think he's going to improve on that. He's going to he's going to round out his game a bit better. Uh, you know what you're getting with Vettiri Filipula. He is a he's a he's a solid, reliable center. Like he's not there's no there's nothing wrong with Vettiri Filipula. I think he's gonna he's gonna hold down that second center line fine. Let me, uh, stop, you, t- let me stop you real quick. Yeah. You know who's not on here that I think maybe it's just they updated it from a preseason game or something. Um, Rasmussen. Why isn't Rasmussen yeah, he's gonna on get, here? Don't you think he's, he's gonna get a shot? He's gonna have. He's gonna jump up and down. I. Mm. You're right. Rasmussen, sh- Rasmussen should be on this team, but it, but it shows that there's so many like in betweeny guys. Like there's so many guys mm-hmm. that don't. True. You know, like they're they're on the roster because there's open spots. It's not that they really deserves an deserve NHL status. Yeah, that's true. And Rasmussen's one of those guys. Like he's not bad. He's he's a. On any other team, he'd maybe be a fourth line, third line guy. But because of this Detroit Red Wings team, he might honestly see second line time because Hiroshi might have a bad stretch of games and move him out. Maybe yeah. Adam Ernie, that trade doesn't work out, and they move him back down to the AHL. Uh, maybe Zadina still hasn't found his NHL rhythm and gets the, 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 below the first line, the locked-in first line of Larkin, Mantha, and Bertuzzi, and, the, and AA on the second line, this roster could totally flip around. So. Right. So who are you with, taking fantasy wise? Who are you even thinking about? Uh, I'm loving Larkin. Uh, this guy's going to be driving points on there. Uh, also mm-hmm. loving Mantha. This guy's going to be. They're going to be working together really well. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi slightly less, but I I think only round, good. Maybe if he stays on that line with Larkin and Mantha, good things are bound to happen. Um, AA, I think. I th- while I think AA's game is going to improve on last year. I mm-hmm. think his lack of consistent line mates is going to hinder his point yep. growth. Um, like Viteri Filipula, I think maybe he could make some chemistry with that. Unfortunately, I think they have very different play styles, and I don't think the chemistry is going to develop there very well. Um, and then the Tara Hirose position, like I said, it could it could be it could be Zadina one day, it could be Rasmussen, it could be Hirose, it could be uh, Madison Bowie, it could be. You know, maybe Joe Valeno gets a crack at it. it, it Anthony Sinu's wing partner could change out daily if mm-hmm. they wanted to. So I think a lack of chemistry and consistency is going to hurt that second line a bit. But AA was he did that last year, and he was a a de- he was a streaky player. You know, AA would get twelve game a twelve game point streak and then go quiet for another twelve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so AA is not a bad like very late draft pick um the first line i'm loving that first line philpola might do well he's he's consistent and uh i wouldn't uh, if mike green stays healthy take him because he will quarterback power plays but he's not he, w- once he gets hurt just drop him um and then mm. uh you could take jimmy howard in late rounds if you're if you're really hurting for like a third goalie or a fourth goalie, if you're that kind of player, a fantasy player, 
you could pick up Jimmy Howard. He's not he's not Jimbo. bad. Yeah, it's you'll, you'll you know what you're getting if you pick up Jimmy Howard. Truth, I agree with that. Cool. I don't. I, I any otherwise, I would say don't waste picks. Don't waste draft picks on anybody else. But do keep your eyes on the many. I just named so many perspective like there's a lot of there's a reason why they won the prospect tournament there's a lot of great youth and talent here that just isn't ready to develop just yet Mm -hmm. so keep your eyes peeled for those for those young guys that could pop in and out of the roster cool cool all right number six buffalo sabers they ended the year 33 39 10 76 points and minus 45 goal differential Mm. yuck uh, this, yeah. So this team started off hot, though. Remember that? This team started. They did. Off so really there was hot. there was like a what was it? A fifteen game win streak. I, I don't remember what it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I mean they were top of the division for a while, right? And everyone yeah. was like, Maybe, "Oh, damn, it's their year!" And then they just shit. Might be more than ten, but less than fifteen, somewhere in there. I think maybe mm-hmm. like ten or maybe eleven or twelve. But they had they there was genuine hope in Buffalo again, and then it just fell apart dwindled yeah um, um so but i i i like them better not, this year yeah there's this there's is, not a lot of people talking about team. buffalo even though they've got there's reasons for hope here right um looking at this roster right now uh do you know anything about this victor olofsson i don't know much about him i watched him play uh whatever preseason game that was he he looks good um, I don't know much about his background story, but he looked good. Very, very similar to um, just to kind of bounce around from what I've seen in preseason. Uh, very, very similar to uh, Kubalik in Chicago, where he was just he was so noticeable. Like this Olafson kid was just so noticeable, um, mm-hmm. you know. But I think v- VC played better on that line. Uh, so mm-hmm. like, I, I, I won't say better because Olafson had a nice game. Um, but I, I can see VC just from the seasonal standpoint playing on that line. And then, you know, that kind of makes your second line, it makes Buffalo's second line look pretty good if that Olsen kid's going to stick around. So um, he looked good. I, he If he doesn't make the, crack the roster this year, I think yeah, they they got to reevaluate <laughs> their fucking soccer coach. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, this um, – this, so this, this is a good top six. Um, and then, we you know, we got guys – hanging out around the you know the bottom six like Kyle Poso who has had big years obviously not nothing crazy away from Tavares but you know they're, so, they're decent this is a decent team here's the big question do you think Casey Middlestat will finally live up to what everybody expected in or a third he, line is, center role is, yes oh we'll see that's not what everybody expected of him though Right. So, but I think I think he'll start to find his way as a third line center this year, where he's okay. I mean, he pretty much got in there, and they were like, "Dude, you're 19. Learn to be a second line center now. We need right. to win now." And he right. was like, "What the fuck, dude?" He's like, "I don't even have hair on my nugs." Like, right? I can't even buy a beer after the <laughs> I can't game. Even buy like, a beer. I'm fucking. You know, I get smoked by their first line, and yeah. you know, I gotta go home and drink my fucking Capri Sun, like. <laughs> this poor kid, you know. Um, so I think I think it's going to be perfect for him to find his way on the third line, and then middle of this 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 is the kind of you know this is me being optimistic for him. You're welcome, Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds his way, finds a little bit of a scoring touch on the third line, and then midway through the season, they're able to move him up to 
that second line potentially, and then you know Marcus Johansson would slide over to his natural wing, right? So sure. I can see something like that happening, and I hope it does for him. Just from a you know from a, I'm sure he's a good guy. I haven't met him, but you know, but I think I think they have enough top six depth on this team that he can sit in that third line center and be comfortable again. So this is a, this is a solid top six. Um, so. so Victor Olofsson, Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart on the first line. That is a, I mean, you could, you could make a dark horse argument that this is one of the best lines in hockey. Um, it's not, but like, it's, you know, it's up there. It's um, uh, second line, Jeff Skinner, Marcus Johansson and Connor Sherry. I think they honor kind of underrate Connor Sherry a little bit. I think, uh, he's a better player than what they rate him here on this on daily fan. Yeah, but I actually, I actually, I'm not huge on him. So no, uh, yeah, I don't hate, I don't hate their rating. I think it is a little low, like you said. But I, I, okay. I, I think he's more of a third line guy. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I think he, for me, this would be their top nine. Right. Now, you ready for this? Go ahead. I'm gonna fucking fire it off. Um, I'm gonna go VC Eichel Reinhardt. Uh, Skinner, Johansson, and Olafson, and then I'm going to go Shiri, Middlestat, Ocposo. So that's their top nine for me. And then from there, it doesn't fucking matter. Those guys are no names. Gergensen's right. is the only okay. one that's even so, got a name. Uh, um, so let's burn through this real quick. So uh, mm-hmm. d- defense, ra- uh, the Rasmuses, uh, Darlene and uh, Rista Linen, mm-hmm. uh, they're on the first line. Uh, I know one of them, Buffalo's looking to move one of them. Uh We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Rasmus, right? Rasmus is the one they're trying to get rid of. Uh, Ristolainen, uh, yeah. Ristolainen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he's, then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't hate this defense. It's it's pretty average, run of the mill, middle of the pack. So um, someone that's we'll missing see. from this that actually I think makes it a good top four, um, Montour. Brandon Montour is not on here. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, so I think, you know, if they were to have Darlene, Ristolainen, and Montour, and Mont- Miller, um, then you can move McCabe. I don't really like Marco Scandella, so I would probably do McCabe and Yokoharu. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad six. It's not bad. No, it's 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 not it's nothing to write home about. It's mm-hmm. not it's definitely not like a top ten, but I would I would say it's middle of the pack, which yep. you know, if you've got other good aspects, you could you could string some wins together with that. This is a pretty this is a very top-heavy offense, mm-hmm. so a, a, a decent defense is not bad. But um, I think the problems here, uh, maybe a Carolina situation where I'm not necessarily sold on the goaltending. Uh, Same. Car- Carter Hutton, Me. I, I know, okay, he got this mystique of an idea that he is a starting goaltender because he was outperforming Jake Allen. And I'm going to tell you right now, just because you're doing better than Jake Allen doesn't make you a starting goaltender. I think Buffalo started to realize that too. Yeah, they're like, oh fuck, um, maybe smoke and mirrors, man. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Jake Allen will make any <laughs> Jake Allen makes any backup goalie look amazing. Now that that excludes Bennington is the exception to this rule. Bennington mm-hmm. obviously is the real deal, but I think that's the problem is that Jake Allen has been around for so long. They try to start him. And he makes their backup go- like Brian Elliott, you know, like it's they make these backup goalies look good. And Hutton, I think Buffalo took a flyer on him because they're like, oh, you know, we might we might be able to get uh, Hutton for a steal because for some reason, like Armstrong's basically like having sex with Jake Allen's mom or something mm. because they just won't get rid of him. So we could get their future starting goaltender. And I think they're learning that that's 
not the case. So you're saying it's Jake Armstrong. It's Jake not Armstrong Jake Allen. Is correct. He's that is Jake Jake Allen Armstrong with the hyphen. Yeah, so I completely agree. I think you actually see more of Linus Olmark this year than you do Carter Hutton. Um, and that's not saying much because I don't no. have too much confidence in him either. No, I, he's he's been good in stretches. I think he's still young. I'd have to look him up. I don't want to. It's too much work. No, don't worry um, about it. Uh, I, yeah, so, I, I see a timeshare here. Yep, I agree. It should be a 50-50 split real, realistically. Yep. yep. Um, uh, cool. Well, while this while this division's really fun, I think everybody's kind of locked in because there hasn't been much. I mean, so Buffalo, I I see them being a middle of the pack team. Um, mm-hmm. With th- this is not this is not a team that jumps out to me, but it's it's definitely not bad. You know, they they ended last year in sixth, and honestly, they could definitely do that again, especially with will. how mm-hmm. especially with how the division looks right now. Um, no, like no good team. It's not like Winnipeg where there's going to be a shift in power. This mm-hmm. division really hasn't moved around a lot, so I I mean it honestly could be eight, seven, six for the the teams that we're talked about right now. Yep. I think I think you're right. I think and the I bottom see, three will stay pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Buffalo keeps that sixth spot. Same. So fantasy wise. Eichel, that's an fantasy obvious wise, one. Uh I'm liking the top six here. Um mm-hmm. obviously top three would be, you know, your one of your you know, one of your, in your in your top 10 picks maybe depending on depending on who's available um uh when you move into jeff skinner marcus johansson that's that's definitely off also very positive skinner had a great year mm-hmm. um definitely can't be a bad thing after that i i wouldn't i would wait until to see if casey mills that's worth anything other than that uh jimmy vesey is eh. um defense uh i honestly would almost wait on these two guys too um, Darlene is not is not bad, but Ristolainen needs to needs to prove something. Yeah, I think I I I'm waiting for them to move him. So and I think be, I think because there's that like cloud around him of where is so, he gonna go? That hurts you, him. So you could do a Matt Duchesne situation. So like for example, when Duchesne was with Colorado, and then when he was with the Senators. I drafted him both years because I knew he was going to get traded to somewhere, and I was just hoping that it would be a good team. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, you could t- this would be like the literal definition of taking a flyer out on somebody. You could r- draft him with the knowledge that he's going to get traded to someone else, and you could just gamble on the fact that it's n- not going to be the Ottawa Senators. You know? Yeah, I think for me, if I'm looking at it from like a four, def- you know, four D starter team. He's a fourth or fifth for me. So I would still put him down there, yeah. um, you know, whereas I'm taking Darlene at a, as a second or third, right? Um, yeah. Just because Darlene is – he's going to build off of last year. I mean, he still had 40-something points last year. He's – clearly he's going to be, you know, in a couple years, he's going to be one of the top defensemen. He's fucking sick. He's got yep. nasty hands. Yep. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, like you said, I think I think I'm actually taking a guy like Skinner over Olafson or even VC, um, even though they might play on that top line. I think Skinner's Agreed. for sure getting top power play minutes, and whoever Agreed. he plays with, he's still gonna have. I think he's he's in in for another thirty plus goal year. I mean, he's he is good. Um, I'm not taking either of their goalies though, unless. For some reason, be, I forgot about goalies until it, it the last round. It could be round. a desperate situation where you need a, a spot play, or 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in a really, really deep league, you could handcuff these goalies just to say that you're you've got the Buffalo team covered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not it. This would be a gamble. This is this is not so, like I'm not gonna like if you said, oh, I, I got picked up Hutton and Allmark on a handcuff. I wouldn't say it's a bad move. I just like it's it's risky. It's definitely risky because it definitely could bite you in the ass. It there's there's definitely there's no guarantee here that that will work out for you. If if someone in our league said that, oh, I took him as a handcuff. I'd be fucking laughing all the way to the bank. Well, I, I say well, enjoy your four win season. <laughs> it would depend on when they did it. You know, like if if it was a late round thing and they realized that they only had two goalies, and you're like, all right, fuck it, it's the last round. They're still available. Mm-hmm. They're starting goaltenders. You know, if they did that, then all right, maybe take a flyer on them. But no, don't, don't like you, you like your first goalie pick of your draft. Do not pick up these two. Mm-hmm. Please don't. That is. That if is you not, do though, post it on the Facebook page so we can publicly laughing. ridicule you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, let's cool. move up to. The Florida Panthers, probably the only team in this division that we're uh, looking at some change, changing of mm-hmm. uh, changing of placement. Uh, the Florida Panthers finished last year with 36 wins, 32 losses, and 14 overtime losses, 86 points, and a negative 13 goal differential. Um, this is an exciting team. They made a lot of moves in the offseason, and it's it's clear now that their ownership wants to make a push. Mm-hmm. Um I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this lineup right now, and uh, God, I almost want to start from the back out, but I won't. Um, this first line: Herbido, Barkov, and Dadnov. This is this is definitely an argument for one of the top lines in the NHL. Um, there's there, there's just positive stuff here. Yeah. Um, Barkov is prone to be one of the elite goal scorers in the league. Herbido right behind him. Dadnov is a great support player that can help out and, and make generate his own offense. This is a great line. This is mm-hmm. uh, all three of these guys should be in consideration for picks in your top. I, I mean, the early parts of your draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these these should be top seven rounds for sure. These guys, all three. I think Barkov great. and Huberdo. You go. You know, Barkov should be in probably the second or third would be my guess, and then yep. Huberdo is right after him. Probably, probably four or five. Um, yep, I would, I would, yep. I would compare this to a uh, Matt and Hendrick uh, Sadine situation from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like these, when, when one when one scores a goal, the other one will inevitably assist it, and this would be a great handcuff. I know that term is usually used for goalies, but this this it's a good if you're, uh-huh. I know a lot of people sometimes don't like they like to spread out their rosters, like like they don't like to have lots of players from certain teams. This is. Don't worry about this. You pick up if you so somehow I, I, got both these guys, you're good to go. I have a question for you. Yes, go ahead. I had a trade offer for the guy who has Barkov in the league offered uh-huh. me Jonathan Huberdell for either Buffalo or Shabbat. Uh huh. Yeah. Would you do it? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I mean, he probably would have included a couple picks if like. He was just kind of feeling me out. Um, he does okay. this a lot, though. Um, he's can we trade? This and can we trade picks in our league? Stop can we doing do that? it. What's that? No, it's an it's another league. Um, oh, okay. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah. So I I 
declined that real fast. Jonathan Huberto is going to have – he put up 92 last year. I think him and Barkov were over the 90-point mark, and there's a good chance that they could probably even one-up that this year. So, yeah. Gotcha. All right, yeah. Um, um, yeah, top, second line, top six looks uh, good, though. I mean, you got Trocek and Hoffman on second line. That's not bad. No, Hoffman is – I mean, as long as he doesn't have his fiance insult dead babies – um, mm-hmm. should be pretty good. Yeah, I think those days are behind him. Hopefully, Ho- hopefully that Christ that sake. turbulent part of his life is over now. It's ridiculous, dude. Uh, <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Um, I, the, the the only thing that I will mention though here, I'm not. While that first line is golden, the second line is even pretty strong. You've got Brett Connolly on the third right now. He might even pop up to that second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on this team's depth. Um, Achari is not bad as that fourth line center. I don't mm-hmm. know why he's there. He might move up too. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on the offensive depth on this team. I'm loving this team's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Matheson, Ekblad, Yandel, Strawman, Josh Brown. Like these are this is a solid defensive lineup. Uh, arguably top. Uh, I would go as bold to say top five. Mm, I disagree with that. Maybe t- maybe top ten. Maybe top ten. Mhm. Yeah. No, I I like their D. Um Yeah, I'm I'm their 5 and 6 are aren't great, but their top 4 are solid. I mean, they're good. They're good two-way. Yandel's Yandel's had issues with his like actual defensive side of things. He's getting a little older, but um he should be running that top power play. He's, you know, he's that good and Ekblad is a good two-way D and Strawman's a good defensive D, so um, and then Matheson's a good two-way D. So, yeah, it's a good top four. I do like their four, um, you know, and it's a great – it's just a great compliment to what I think, you know, could potentially be a strong top nine for them is is a good top four. And then, you know, we're, we were obviously always going to get into it. Uh, their goalie situation is looking just 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 okay, you know. I'm I I'm a big <laughs> fan of their goalie situation. Sergey Bobrovsky, obviously, he's going to have new – gonna new uh you know he russians love the warm weather mm-hmm. he's gonna be happy there without such a spotlight on the guy he's not gonna have torts fucking literally up his ass um and then you've got uh, and then in the wings they've got the impressive rookie montembal mm-hmm. so I, I i love this goaltender duo San, uh Montembeau showed yet yeah, last year that he's he's capable of handling a heavy workload if needed but Bobrovsky's a fantastic goalie, one of the top in the league. I think I think this is going to be a good team um, overall. Uh, so fantasy wise, obviously that top line, uh, second line, great, great mix in. Just uh, you know, mid draft, mm-hmm. um, nothing wrong with these defensemen. Yandel, Ekblad, Strawman would for defensive points is not bad at all. Uh, even positive plus minus if he gets playing time, and then uh, I mean. Bobrovsky is an automatic pick for a starting goaltender, and Montembeau. I would, if he, you know, the off night when Bobrovsky gets, if if he gets hurt or if he's taking a break, pick up, pick him up for a spot play because this is a good team, and he, in he, I, I kind of equate him to Phoenix Copley. Like, you know, is Copley going to get a lot of playing time with Washington? Not mm-hmm. really because it's Holtby, but when he does play, it's a win. You know, this is a good team in front of them, so. Yeah, I've got I've got Bobrovsky in a top three for me. Yeah, I'm going top three goalie on him. I know there's there's a lot of converse, you know conversations going on 
new team. Is he going to be as good as he's been? Um, you know, he oh, he's behind Seth Jones and Wierenski. You know, can he actually be good? Look, he's... I think he's won the Vesna twice, yep. right? Or maybe I'm just stoned. Um, no, d- he d- either way, he's this is he's a great goalie, and he needs to be. I'm just you know I'm I kept him in one of my leagues, so I'm a little bit on his side. So, but I I mean I'm going top five with him for sure. I think I don't think there's anybody that would say he's outside the top five. Yep. Um, yeah. No, this team has some good fantasy implications. You're right. Absolutely. No, and their end as far as standings wise, I am predicting they will they will make a run for the playoffs. I would say they're a I w- I will classify them as a bubble team, but more of a inside with possible outside mm-hmm. instead of an outside looking in team. Um yep. I think they're going to be better. Th- so the next team we're going to talk about is the Montreal Canadiens. I I think they're going to be better than the Canadiens and they're mm-hmm. going to they're going to push for that next spot. Um I can't since it's the wild card that I think they're going to take, I, I can't guarantee playoffs because of the Metro and how that goes out. But they're definitely going to they'll take the fourth they'll, they're the they'll take the fourth spot in this league or in this division and uh, definite definitely possibly playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I got them sitting in my third. Actually. Ooh. So we'll yeah we'll get to that here in a second. We got. Ooh, get I like I like bit. I like what you're getting at. Okay, so number mm-hmm. four. From last year, Montreal Canadiens, 44, 38, uh, 96 points with a plus 13 goal differential. Um, this team did a, a little bit through the offseason, but it's still relatively this, the, the traditional Montreal Canadiens that we've known for the past couple of years. Um, they were really hurt by injuries last year. Um, God, whoever did Daily Fantasy really is a big fan they, of them. They love Montreal, dude. They got Brett Kulak as a fucking 74.9. What the fuck? <laughs> Whoever's doing Daily Fantasy stuff, you got to redo this. This, this is, is not awesome. Paul Briant, By- Byron. Come That's on. fucking hilarious, dude. Okay, okay. so we're, we're going to... We're gonna not go off of daily faceoff because, according to this, Montreal's the greatest team in the league. This is the best team in the league right here. Yeah, uh, according Their to fourth daily line face-off. is a seventy-three point six one. Thomas Tatar is a seventy-seven. Laughable. Are you fucking kidding me right now? That's okay, laughable. anyway, so um, yeah, they've got they've got <laughs> Thomas Tatar, Denal, and Gallagher on the first line. Um, I'm not. Th- this is to me. This is a very good team. They're not great. Mm-hmm. They're not excellent. This is a good, well-rounded team. Um, Thomas Tatar, yeah, I know I'm a little hard on him because of his time in Detroit. Uh, honestly, I don't and think Vegas. that... And Vegas. Honestly, I don't think he's top-line material. I don't mm-hmm. know why they have him there. Um, Druin, you know, we'll see if that pans out. Uh, it hasn't yet so far. Domi, Domi could have a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Suzuki is a fantastic prospect. Uh, I think he's a little young. I don't know if he's going to light the lamp. He's young. I think. I think there's lots of potential there. I don't know if he's just going to do he's it this year. He's looked good though. Yeah, and then third line. Why do they have these guys in the group? I just don't under. I, I don't. The third line doesn't impress me, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean the fourth line doesn't impress me. Paul Byron is a fourth line player. Nick Cousins, Jordan Wheel. I mean, I'm not. It's. Don't understand why Daily Faceoffs have has them ranked so high. They have potential, but this is, yeah. I, this I don't is the fourth can... line. This is a standard fourth line. Yeah. Um, the uh, same. God, same with the defense. Like, why? Uh, I, 
It's funny, Jeff Petrie is higher. I'd be curious to go look at some of the other defensemen that they have rated. But How is Jeff Petrie? Petrie? Jeff Petrie is not. I just. Let me see sorry, what he did last year. This is funny. This Shea is Weber. Shea Weber is the best defenseman on this team by a mile. I don't. They have Jeff Petrie, Petrie ranked at seventy-eight point mm-hmm. nine rating, which is just fucking not even remotely close. Petrie Petrie's had two years of forty plus. He had forty-six points last year. That doesn't make him a seventy-eight. So no, he's a stand, he's a he's a decent defenseman. Like he's mm-hmm. a good second line defenseman, maybe even a first line in certain situations. But he's not. 78 that makes it like they're they're saying he's one of the most elite defensemen in the fucking league that's yeah. just not right um, um brett kulak is fine uh th- this is not i i don't mean to take away from daily face off in the sense that like i'm saying they're terrible i'm not going that hard but they're not they're just not this good mm-hmm. they're, they're a well-rounded solid good team yeah i, I i'm not a, I, I don't like their <sighs> yeah i mean their their top nine is pretty solid Oh, this is a very this team comparatively to me is is very much like Florida, right? I see these two teams very similar to each other. Um, I, I think Florida has some has more top end talent up, up front. Agreed. Um, you know, and I think I think the defense the defense here, you know, you can look at a guy um, and you can you can relate them Shea Weber, right? You can say okay, you know, Yandel scoring prowess wise, right, or or Ekblad, right, where he's got a little two way stuff. Um, you know, so I think I think their defensive core is very relatable to Florida in that regard. And then, you know, then they have a, a goalie like Price, right? So I mean, this this team isn't bad. Um, no, no, you know, this, by this no means team, are they bad, right? This this is a team, and you know, this is one, and I think very similar to what I what I did with uh, the other East division is uh, there's there's three teams for me that I think are going to circle between three, four, and five. Um, and this is one of them, right? So this team could end up between three and five for me. Um, I just I don't think they're anything's possible. With price, right? Price, no. is a, price is pretty good. So, so for the reasons that we think, Jesus, what the fuck is that noise? It's like a Mack truck just went past my house. Mm. Um, I, so for the reasons why I like Florida to do well, I, I for the opposite of this team, like. Florida, I think, has a little less depth than this team, but mm-hmm. I feel like the star power of Florida will put them over this. I think mm-hmm. I think the star power will outweigh the slight better depth that Montreal has over Florida. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think the linchpin of that is goaltending. While while Carey Price is still an elite goaltender, uh, injury concerns are still there for this guy, and. Mm-hmm mental space is it like he's at this point this guy's got to be mentally fatigued of just getting you know being one of the elite goaltenders in the league and still not even you know not even catching it so i think he's Mm -hmm. a little shell-shocked at this point if he gets hurt if if and if it's the same thing as every year if Carey price goes down this team automatically becomes an outside looking in bubble team keith kincaid can't carry are you sure yes i'm fairly certain that keith kincaid cannot carry a workload or That's have you funny. did you see his time in new jersey mm, he's good because he's definitely had shots at starting roles uh um uh let's let's refer to the uh cory schneider debacle mm-hmm. and he's he's definitely had his moments to try to show that he's a starting goaltender and he hasn't proven it so um i, I think i think kincaid was brought in for the inevitable injury of price unfortunately it's sad to say because i do like carrie price 
and I, I think he is one of the elite goaltenders. It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a Lundqvist situation where I, it, he just, he, he's in a very, he's an elite goaltender and he deserves more than what he's achieved. Agreed. So, um, I'm, I'm ranking, I'm, I'm ranking Montreal as a bubble team, uh, but, um, with with how competitive the metro the metropolitan division is uh i do not i see them as a bubble team outside looking in Mm. okay that's fair so i would say that they're they're going to take the fifth spot in the division but bubble team looking looking outside looking in instead of florida which would be the opposite of that i see them a bubble team but inside looking with the possibility of falling out gotcha cool Toronto Maple Leafs. Boy, isn't this this is the big question right here? This is the fun one. This is what this we've is... been waiting all summer for. Yeah. Um. Let's. We won't go into the recap of the drama that is the the Kim Kardashian of the NHL. Kim Kardashian of I mean, the NHL. Are you talking about the, Austin Matthews? This team is the keeping up of the Kardashians of the NHL. <laughs> like they're the they're the reality show of the NHL. For some reason, anytime something happens at Toronto, for some reason, every hockey fan, regardless, even if you like the fucking Maple Leafs, you have to care. So, I don't know why that is, but for some reason, every hockey fan knows about the internal drama of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, we're looking at it. This team, uh, as much as I like to bag on this team, they have improved their one-week spot defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Cody CC is a he's not he's for you know he, he's he's a more reliable replacement for Jake Garnier mm-hmm. I think I think he's going to be a, he's going to sure up some defense uh, which is great because Morgan Riley is a very offensively minded defenseman mm-hmm. um, Jake Muzzin and Tyson Berry I think are going to be a great second line duo and mm-hmm. they might even see some first line minutes um, I don't like that third line D but uh, I mean you gotta you know, give up somewhere, a, right? Yeah, it's a third line D. I, mm-hmm. I think that top four D is great. Um, I almost don't even want to talk about their offense. Like it's it's on paper. This is the this is the best. This is arguably top three, shying for best top six in the NHL. Um, Johnson, Matthews, Nylander. It. So, but these are these are these are all assuming that these players play well. You know, mm-hmm. is Nylander going to be the player that he signed for? Uh, that's up for question i'm i'm kind of skeptical i honestly think that nylander won't play up to his potential and might you know might not play as well where he's played good is along matthew's wing though so if he sticks there instead of playing with kadri you yeah i mean he could he could bounce back to those numbers i i can see him doing between 50 and 70 if he hangs out with matthews all if he hangs out yes um he is historically like all of his points have come when he skates with matthews so Mm -hmm. There might be some chemistry there. Uh, unfortunately, if he gets moved off of that line, which Babcock is kind of lacking in judgment lately, so mm-hmm. that might that might change up. Um, Matthews is going to do just fine. He's going to be one of your top draft picks. Nyland, see, this is my word of caution. Nylander and Johnson, those those wingers on Matthews's line, I would I would be skeptical. I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't write I wouldn't chalk them up as a given. You know, like if there's somebody better. I you know obviously they're going to do well on Matthews's wings, but if they move away from that, uh, you know it could bite you in the ass. Um, that second line of Mitch Marner and John Tavares, how do the 
it's that's daily a first line. That's daily faceoff face is me. fucked. <laughs> How did how do they have Mitch Marner at seventy seven, but Petri at seventy eight? Um, because they're f- smoking some good shit. Yeah, I, that doesn't make any fucking sense. In fact, in fact, they've got Mitch Marner so low below Austin Matthews, and I just totally disagree with that. But anyway, uh-huh. um, Casper Kapanen, Jonathan, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner. That is a that's a first line anywhere else. Yeah. Um, that this is like that's the right and the left right there. This is going to be a great all these. All these guys are going to be great fantasy value, and they're mm-hmm. going to power the offense. Um, they did lose; but they tra- basically traded offensive depth for defense, which good. is which is good. They which is good. They needed it. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't need offensive depth. They've got the two top best lines in hockey, arguably. So uh, you got you got Kerfoot on the center there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't pick him up. He's surrounded mm-hmm. by nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's he might good generate. Anyways. Yeah, it's, it's not. Man. Same with Jason Spez on that fourth line. It's not worth picking him up. He's his days are done. Um, but uh, defense is solid. I like I like the I like the top four of Riley, Cece, Muzzin, and Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna they'll generate some points, especially if they're on the power play. Yep. Uh, I guess my only question my only question mark here is, uh, and it's not a big one. Like this team is honestly a contender. Uh, my biggest question mark here is Freddie Anderson. Uh, he has. There's just this. I I have not been convinced by Toronto fans yet that he is one of the elite goaltenders in the league. I have not been convinced of that. Yeah. Um, I. He, this is a better decor than he's had, but the guy that they brought in specifically to like bolster the decor is not defensive whatsoever. Right, so Barry right. is full. He, I don't think he can skate backwards. Right, this guy trips over his own fucking skates when he skates backwards, probably. Uh, so he's not he's not fully defensive zone gonna help Freddie out. So I think he's, from that perspective, they didn't get much better on the back end. Barry's um, on the offensive blue line. <laughs> the puck's coming his way, and he's just like C cut, C cut, mm-hmm. C cut. <laughs> he's been working on it though, you know. From what I've heard. He's just been doing backward skating drills. Um, so, I mean, you know, so will Freddie do any better? I Probably not. But, look. This is a good team. This is a good it's team. It's still a good team. It really it's is. It's a nitpick. Like, this guy's still mm-hmm. an above-average goaltender, and that's yeah. all he really needs to be on this team. I think their backup goalie is where I'm a little worried. So, Hutchinson, eh. You know, so. Ooh. But they, that's yeah. uh, that's how it's always been, right? So they've been getting away with it for a couple of years now. Two, oh, yeah. What, they've they've never now. had a good backup goalie. Gar- exactly. I mean, Garrett Sparks is now playing for the Chicago Wolves. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he was traded He was traded to he was traded to Vegas and then lost out to uh, Malcolm Subban. So now mm-hmm. he's, he's basically the starter in Chicago for the AHL team. Yeah. So, but this is what we've been talking about the whole time. This is a very, very top-heavy team. Um, getting a guy like Zach Hyman back will shore up a little bit of depth on the forward group. Defense five and six are sketchy, um, you know, and and we'll see. That's I think you know. If, I think they have a lot of the contract stuff behind them, so yep. you know maybe that's a plus just from a locker room standpoint. Uh, but there's a ton of fantasy on this team. This is ridiculous. I mean, it, you know, if if realistically you're looking at two defensemen, a goalie, and you know probably. Three, at least three, and then maybe four or five forwards that are going to be in fantasy. Yep. Someone's going to have them. So, yep. 
Yep. Good All right. What do you, where good. do you got them? Where do you got them at? Um, I I always worry a little bit with top heavy teams, and so I actually have them at four. I think they fall down a little bit, but not far really? enough. They're still going to be in the playoffs. I think they're still that's, fine. That's funny. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going the other way. You go the opposite direction. All I'm right. thinking because it's because because the next team we're going to talk about I think is going to have regression. So I think Toronto is going to be second in this division. Um, they. They, they, like I said, they were a defense. I was saying it all last year. They were def- a defense away from being an elite team, and they, they did it. it. Is it the best defense in the league? No, but it's it's good enough to cover up most of the mistakes, the defensive lapses that that heavily offensive offense will have. But um, they, but that's the thing is the two guys that they added. So CC is only replacing Zaitsev. So you're, you're really your only, like, where CC, you're getting better is... You could is, argue CC's replacing Garnier. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll entertain that. So you're basically and then, trading... And then Barry, Barry is for, Tysing, Barry, Barry is replacing Zaitsev. So you're basically replacing... Um, I, I think, I think those are improvements think, on both. Yeah, I, I think, I would for, take, like, overall. I, what's that? I think overall, yes. Yes, I think, that's... Yeah. So I think, exactly. but I think you're looking at basically you're getting CC and Barry for Zaitsev and Gardner, and and yeah. realistically you're actually trading defensive prowess for a little bit more scoring, which is just I think is almost backwards than what they needed to do. But oh, you're can't. not gonna not go with a guy like Barry who can I potentially just, put up sixty points, you know? I guess. I mean, I. I... Barry I understand is like that. negative like to, every year, dude. He's fucking. He very, like, very <laughs> yes. But CC, CC, I feel like has dimension to his game, whereas Garnier was a. Garnier was trying very hard to be a offensive defenseman, but was continually placed in a role where he needed to be defensive, and he, that's just not his game. True. Um. So i I think that they just. I think they fixed the one problem that they had. They they did lose some offensive depth, but. Like I said, this is this is a team that does not need offensive depth, right? You know, you don't. The, the, last year it was just it was overkill. They didn't need a third line of Patrick Marlowe, Kadri, and Nylander. Like it just didn't. Like there was no reason for it. You already mm-hmm. had two elite lines. All you all you need is okay third and fourth lines with with those two top top lines. Yeah, I'll so, I'll entertain that for you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so the next team, and we're, I know we're going to disagree on this. So, mm-hmm. but it's always Boston, Boston and Toronto for us. Haven't we've disagreed on Boston and Toronto stuff for fucking ever. Well, and it, and it hurts me in my soul because I'm actually like defending Toronto now because I I hate doing that because I really don't <laughs> like them. Yeah. It's be, it's just because they're the they're the fucking prima donnas of the league. Like mm-hmm. the Toronto fans think the entire league revolves around them. They're the only team in the league. Like it's 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 the Toronto Hockey League, and there's just. 30 other teams in it true and it and it infuriates me but i i have to look at it unbiasedly and i'm doing it and i think they're going to have a better season okay deal so cool boston Boston. bruins hit me with it boston so they didn't do much um this this lineup is i mean if you get to the stanley cup final game seven the argument is you don't really need to do anything and that's there's a lot of truth to that Mm -hmm. um but this lineup is very similar to what it was last year, if not almost identical. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost a couple guys, but they re-signed Charlie McAvoy. 
Uh, all the usual suspects are here. Like I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't change up any analysis that we've done. On, I mean, it's the trap line is still Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak. All mm-hmm. those guys are, all those guys are worth your first round pick, maybe your second round pick in your draft. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, I think, is going to have a bounce back year. Mm-hmm. David Krejci's hit and miss. Um, Good second line center though. Yeah, I, I kind of look at him like an Anthony Sinu, where pick him up while he's hot and then drop him mm-hmm. when he's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, Coleman is, you know, he's he's filler on that second line. He'll do just fine. Uh, Heinen and Charlie Coyle on that third line. Not much fantasy value there, but they're going to be solid. Like, that's a solid third line. It's a good team line, yeah. Um, and then fourth line, Curry. Uh, Curry. Uh, Jeez, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Richie and Nordstrom. It's a, it's a, it's a fine fourth line. It's um, not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, I, my concerns are on defense. Charlie McAvoy continues to – he gets hurt, and he continues to kind of not – he hasn't been bad, but he's not – I don't think he's filling expectations. Um, Char is just getting older, man. I mean, yeah, the wheels have got to fall off eventually. Yeah. This th- That's a huge – that's a huge question mark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tory Krug is going to be just fine. Uh, he's, he's their top defenseman. But right next to McAvoy, you could argue. Uh, Brendan Carlo, uh, he's a fine middle-of-the-road defenseman. And then uh, Gretzlick and Clifton are, are fine. This, this is a That's very a nice well-rounded mm-hmm. defense. It's it's nothing – it doesn't jump off the page. It's not one of the best in the league, but it's certainly not bad. Yep. Um, it's well-rounded. I'm just concerned about Char a little bit. And then you've got the same goalies as always. It's it's Tuka, Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak, arguably the one of the best duos in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuca's going to have a fine year. Hallock's going to be there to pick up the slack if he if he has a breakdown or gets hurt. Uh, it's this is a very solid team. I yep. think I, the only reason I place Toronto above them a little bit is because um, they just didn't do anything really to improve. And mm-hmm. I think when you've got when you've got a young team that had the success they did last year, then that's fine. But this team isn't young. Uh, Char is just going to get older. It's not like he's going to be better than he was last year. I just, uh, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not, they're, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're going to do just fine there. And they're shooing for another Stanley cup run. I just don't, I think, I think finally this is the year that Toronto maybe gets Christ. They're even destined maybe for a Toronto rematch in the first round. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I think, I think maybe Toronto can finally get over that hump of boston that being said if they if they don't i wouldn't be surprised this is still a good team like there's no they didn't lose anyone this is not a worse team than it was last year it's just about the same with another year on their belt and i don't i don't think age is going to help this team i yeah and this is when we can we can disagree chance this is okay yeah no it's It's fine um i i actually think i think they have some youth that they've kind of uh slowly worked in and I think that'll help him. So I think, I mean, Charlie Coyle's not overly old. Um, Anders Bjork is, they have him really low on daily fa- face-off, but um, he's a he's a dark horse, man. I mean, this this kid can play. Um, and then you got Coolman and those kind of things. So I really like, I do like their top nine. Um, and I think their bottom four is just classic Boston bottom four. Just yep. work their ass off. Um, I'm with you, though. Their biggest question mark is Chara. I mean, is is he going to get hurt this year? Or is he going to, 
you know, where is he at? How how fucking old is he? Forty. There's no way now? that he Something can be like the that. offensive. He there's no way that he can be the offensive juggernaut that he was in the past. Well, but I don't think he has to, and that's that's the benefit they have of both McAvoy and Krug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, he's it's he's not a tough a bad, spot for me. But yeah, it don't get me wrong. This is not a bad team, and mm-hmm. that's not a bad like the the six that they've got on here on this defense. It's not bad. All of these guys are solid defensemen. There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what what sets you over. I think it, it it's a trade off. Like it, it honestly, you know what? I'll even give you this. It could be a coin toss, honestly, because mm-hmm. like you look at this defense. This defense is better defensively than Toronto's defense, mm-hmm. but Toronto's defense is better offensively. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Toronto's defense will be responsible more for jumping in the play, generating offense, and scoring goals, whereas this one's going to be better at. There's a shutdown. Staying mm-hmm. home, being well-rounded, you know, playing defense. Yep. I think so, I think where the two for me, I think you're right. The top six over in Toronto is is much better. I think, you know, because okay. Boston likes to keep that top line together, yeah. uh, makes their second line a little bit weaker than, uh, you know, I think Matthews, Knight, Nylander, oh, and uh, what's It's the, not the even a little Johnson. bit. That's not even a question. I will, I will right. take... Toronto's second line over this second line any day right so but then I'm going to take their third and fourth over Toronto so you know it's just it's just where where are we looking at and I think this is one of those things it's just going to be either depth or top heavy right and I think right um you know depth versus depth versus stars yeah exactly so um you know and then I think then you look at the goalies right so I can you know Tuka Rask is comparable to Anderson, I would say Rask is a little better than Anderson. Um, and then, you know, you got Halak. It's funny, Daily Faceoff has him better than Tuka Rask. But, um, you know, you got Halak in that second spot. So, I mean, it doesn't, they're not going to have an off night. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this team, nope. doesn't matter who's in, in between the pipes. This um, is still a good they, team. This is, still, this is still a cup contention team. Do, mm-hmm. not, do not take any of my negatives as that. This is a very good team. It's, we're, we're splitting hairs, basically, and, and we're rightfully so comparing mm-hmm. them to Toronto because, honestly, we're, I mean, with both of our predictions, we're, predict, we're, well, not yours, but it's very realistic that they could meet in the first round of the playoffs once again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, completely agree. So, um uh, a quick fantasy. St- I mean, yeah, we talked about fantasy stuff. These guys are it's, it's usual suspects. You know, it, if you've ever bought, drafted Boston players in the past, continue continue your maybe maybe take a a little less of a you know don't pick up Chara. He's not mm-hmm. point, he's not worth points anymore. Um, your your point production from this blue line is going to be McAvoy and Krug, maybe Carlo. Uh, but other than that, just just draft how you've always drafted boston players i mean it's it's exactly the same as last year almost yep cool and then the team that we agree on to once again round out the top of the division we've got the tampa bay lightning Mm -hmm. they ended the year with 62 wins 16 losses four overtime losses 128 points and a plus 103 goal differential yeah, it's hard to bet against them. It really is. No. This team only... Uh, okay, I was about to say got better. I, I think they moved some pieces around and are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, so they're not the same roster-wise, but like skill-wise, I don't think they got better or worse with their movements. I think they're still an elite team. Yep. Um, they, right now they've got... I, I like that they've got Tyler Johnson on that first line with Stamkos and Kucherov. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's gonna how that's gonna work, but no. I, I like that Johnson's up there. Um, 
Uh, Alex Kalorn, Anthony Shirelli, Palat. Um, they don't have point. Do they have point on here? They don't have point on here. So mm-hmm. um, Braden Point's going to be second line center. So that pushes Shirelli down to the third line. Yanni Gore to the fourth line. You know, if you just jump that down, I mean, this is a this is a this is a team with a solid top two lines and a top a, a good top twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go top. as far as saying top nine, and then their their bottom four. Not the best bottom four we've ever seen, but it's it is pretty good. I mean, it's Paquette down there is not too bad. So, I mean, Maroon on the third line with with uh, Anthony Sorelli. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fine third line. That's that's an above average third line. Um, Killorn with Point and Palat on that second line. That's I mean, that's a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Johnson, Stamkos, and Kucherov. That's gonna be a a juggernaut like this team uh and then you look at their defense christ on i can't even imagine i I cannot believe they have all these names victor hedman mikhail sergachev ryan mcdonough um eric cernak kevin shattenkirk and Braden coburn like Mm -hmm. this is nice top three defense in the league top five maybe Mm -hmm. if you're being pessimistic um every line is just solid defensemen i mean maybe they maybe they might hurt because they don't necessarily victor hedman's going to be leading quarterbacking your offense uh from the blue line um this is god it's that's this is such a great team and then you've got uh andre vasilevsky is starting as always he's going to play well curtis mcclahaney is a very fine backup Mm -hmm. Uh, he proved that in he proved that in carolina I arguably would have taken him over. Mur- I would have sent Mrazek here instead of McElhaney, but that's just me. Um, McElhaney is a fine backup go- goaltender, if not, and can easily take the reins if Vasilevsky gets hurt or needs a break. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, barring another catastrophic meltdown in the first round against Columbus, this team is going to take first in the division, first in the conference probably the president's trophy and be once even with the horrible disappointment that was last year this team is shooing to make and be a favorite for the cup yep i think if if you're thinking this team's going to finish anything other than you know top three in that division you're you pass it along dude because that shit is good yeah um yeah this team this team should finish first again uh tons of fantasy all right, so much fantasy around here. This is this is crazy, um, and and not just by, you know, oh he's you know Palat's playing with Stamkos. I mean Palat, you know he he definitely, I'm taking him later in rounds, but you know someone like that or Tyler Johnson, right? They still should probably be owned. Just they're on Tampa, you know, just because uh, who they're skating with. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So yeah, this this team finished top for me. Um, you know, it wasn't even hard for me to decide that. I, I, I do like some of the other teams in this division, but it's going to be hard. They're just going to be catching this, trying to catch this team the whole year. So yep. that's where they're at. Yep. Cool. Um, let's do it. Let's go one through eight. This is a long episode. Holy yes, crap. it is. Let's, 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 let's food, wrap this man. up real quick. So uh, I've got Tampa mm-hmm. at number one, uh, Toronto at number two, Boston at number three, Florida number four, Montreal number five, and then uh, Buffalo six, Detroit seven. No, you know what? Detroit six, oh, Buffalo seven, go. Ottawa eight. Just, just to, just, just to, to be, be that real. guy, huh? Just to be that guy. There you go. All right. Well, we differ a little bit. Um, <coughs> like I already told you, I, 
there's just something about Florida. So I, I uh, you know, I think, and this is this is me. Three, four, five can definitely switch again. Uh, I've done that in a couple of divisions because I, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not decisive. Um, Tampa one. I got Boston two still. I think that you know. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go along with depth is gonna be better. You know, if if you can if your third line can stop their first line from scoring goals, um, shit. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for you to win games. So that's a fair uh, point. Yep. Uh, third, I'm gonna. This is this is where I get a little ballsy. So I'm gonna go three. Is gonna be Florida. Oh, I think they made the moves. Tech. I like them. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna eat my words on this one probably, but I, uh, <laughs> you know, I like them. I like them enough. I think they made enough moves, and I think they're gonna take a step forward. Um, if it's that far of a step, I don't know. Uh, but then Toronto, I don't think I don't think Toronto's gonna fall out too much, and I think you'll see them. If anything, they're gonna be battling. Uh, you know. For that two, three, four, rather than the you know four, five, right? So I think sure. I think that's where you see them. It's hard to pass up on some of the depth that they have, you know. Yep. Um, and then and then I have Montreal. So Montreal in fifth, um, and then nothing changes for me. Six, seven, eight. I think. Okay. Uh, you know, I think Buffalo kind of has their goalies are sketchy, but so are Red Wings. You know. So and yep. I think I think where Buffalo gets the wings on is is defensive depth. Um, you know, but Detroit's got those those good rookies, man. I, you know, that's a team to watch for if you're in a keeper league for me, right? I'm, yeah, I'm Detroit, really, I and not being totally not being biased at all. Like if there if there's a team to watch that is truly in the process of a, a strong rebuild, mm-hmm. like it's the Red Wings. Like this team is in a process of like the, once these guys get older and develop. You know, Larkin becomes a grizzled veteran because, again, remember, like this kid is the top line center on the team. He's vying for captaincy, and he's only twenty three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty two years old. Twenty two, twenty two or twenty three years old. Like this guy, he's still very young, and he's basically the leader of this team. I, I think as soon as the the few young, few old guys that are move away, you know, Cronwall's finally gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. So I, I, that team, God, there's just there's a lot there's a lot of hope for the Red Wings uh, moving forward because the, the youth that they've got on this team and in their system, I mean, Grand Rapid Griffins have won the Calder cup, not la- not this year, but like, I mean, I think year before. And then the year before that. Well, it's cause they got Drew Miller down there, dude. Oh yeah. They got fucking old Sandy hair. They do have him. He's, he's just doing great. Yeah. And then eight for me is obviously Ottawa. So, um, but yeah, I think both Red Wings, Red Wings and Ottawa, I'm, I'm watching their young guys. Because I think they, I think both teams kind of have some young guys that are that are definitely interesting. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think the top five and with with where the Metro's at, I really just you know it's going to be a battle for those wild card spots. But I think the Atlantic's a little better. Yep. Um, so I think I think potentially five could get in from the Atlantic. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. That's a wrap. Cool. All oh right. my god, two hours, dude. Yeah, Fuck we gotta sick. we gotta wrap this up. So let's. Let's let's call it and say uh, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been season one. Uh, we say that like it's just a mile marker for us. Nothing's gonna change. It yeah, just we literally it'll do just another one in like it was just so season days. two on our thing, so it's not that big a deal. But yeah. um, big mile marker for us. We're happy to to keep you around, and hopefully we can bring you some good content uh, when the playoffs start. Let's go hockey. Or when the season starts, hockey time. Let's do it. All right. We'll see. Uh, we'll, hope we're going to jump back onto our Sunday routine, and we'll, we'll see you on Sunday. Bye.